Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. This is Cashflow Ninja. I'm, I'm MC Lobsher. Thank you so thank much you so for much spending your most valuable resource your time once again with me on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. Uh, you, you can check, check out all of our past shows with previous Cashflow Ninjas, such as the two that I'm going to interview uh, once more just now. Cashflowninja.com, Ninja. there's over 700 episodes that we have posted between Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Investing Secrets. Uh, there's tools, resources, and you can join our community. Cashflowninja.com. Also, if you find what we do valuable here, we did listen to what you guys uh, shared with us. As you've probably noticed, we're not monetizing on any of our platforms that we're on. So please, the currency is shares, likes, comments, subscribe, and share with anyone that you find uh, what we're doing here is valuable. I'm very excited to be joining uh, again on the show, returning guests, Julie Lamb and Annie Dickerson from Good Egg Investments. Uh, super excited to have you guys back on the show. Super excited to be here again. Thanks so much for having us. Uh, so for folks not familiar with you and what you do, could you please just uh, give them a little bit of your background and uh, your journey? Absolutely. So Julie and I, well, first of all, we never set out to do this. <laughs> um, I think we both just sort of stumbled into real estate investing years ago, maybe a decade ago or so, and both in sort of smaller multifamily or smaller single family even, and did this thing called house hacking, um, which is where you live in one bedroom and rent out the others or live in one unit and rent out the others and sort of leverage the space in your home. And so I think for both of us, and this was years before we had met, we sort of realized through that, that um, real estate could be very creative and lucrative if you sort of think about it in a creative way. And so flash forward to a few years ago, Julia and I met at a conference and we were both working moms at the time and we really um, bonded through our well, passion. Actually, you you weren't a working mom. That's right. I had just quit my job. I had just quit my job. That was I was, that that's was right. I was a new mompreneur. So right. I had just quit yeah. my job, but we both had young kids. We were passionate about real estate. And um, we, you know, through creating this partnership, we launched Good Egg Investments. And now what we do is we help other busy moms and busy families to invest passively in real estate through group investments called syndications so that they can create passive income and spend more time with their families and live a life um, that they want to live. There you go. She's good. She just, she just, <laughs> just packed it all up. up. Yep. <laughs> Puts a nice bow on it. <laughs> Absolutely. Julie, how about yourself? Just a quick background on you and uh, your story. Yeah, I mean, so similar to Annie's. It's so funny how our lives have been so parallel and continue to be. It's so odd how, how that happens. But, um, you know, started out just doing the traditional going out, buying a home, because that's what we're taught to do to grow our wealth, right? And it just so happened that it was the best time for us to get in. It was 2009. And what a great time to kind of stumble into real estate. Um, bought a bunch of properties, moved all the money out of state, realized I wanted to scale and go big, got 
into multifamily, met Annie, you know, did good egg investments. And here we are almost three years later. And we've now closed on, I don't know where I lost count at this point. I think I lost count after 20, yeah. but I think we're at like 26 <laughs> properties over the last yeah. three, four years. And it's been an incredible journey and an honor to be able to work with so many of our investors. Um, and just the people that we've met, I think has been one of the, the biggest things for us that has made such an impact in our lives is the people that we get to work with. Um, but that's that's kind of me in a nutshell. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I, I have to say for our listeners and viewers, both of these amazing uh, guests have been on the show before. Check out their pr- previous episodes too, because they we really do a deep dive uh, in their story. So Julie Lamb and Annie Dickerson, uh, or you could just type in Good Egg Investments on at cashflowdanger.com and you'll find their episodes too. So definitely, definitely, absolutely do that. An overview of real estate. Where are we right now? What is going on? What is coming ahead? What do you guys see? Yeah, it's such a wild time right now. You know, when this whole pandemic started, I expected to see prices drop, nobody buying. I expected to see kind of not 2009, but I expected to see something that sort of mirrored what happened in 2009, where nobody was buying, nobody was selling, prices have dropped. And in fact, it's been just the complete opposite of all of that, which is just like mind blowing when you think about where we're at um, in the market cycle, when you think about what's happening in the economy, you know, homes are selling for way over asking, even still to this day, Annie, you could probably speak to that a little Mm -hmm. bit, her husband is a realtor um, here in the Bay Area, but multifamily, there was a property we were looking at recently that, you know, had 37 offers. If you can even imagine 37 offers on that property um, sold for 2 million over asking. This was a larger multifamily, 220 units in the DFW area, but it's been, it's just nuts what's happening right now. And it doesn't seem like there's any, any slowing down. Um, I do think that in the next year or so that we will start to see, um, you know, some of the folks who may be having trouble with keeping their properties occupied. Um, And you may see some properties coming online for a little bit of a discount, but there is just so much money going around out there right now, not only in the US, but just in the world that I think a lot of people are just looking for that capital preservation play. And multifamily, as we all know, is, is that's primarily why we do it is because it's a capital preservation play. And so I think that there's a lot of people that are looking to invest in multifamily right now, not even for the great returns, but just looking for a safe haven for the next, you know, two to five years of, we don't even know what is going to happen. And so um, because of that reason, I think that's what's kind of driving the demand too for, for, for multifamily um, and people overpaying. And so it's a bit of a crazy, crazy time right now um, in the multifamily space. Um, but, and uh, Whitney on our team, she does a lot of single family purchases and she has seen the same with single family homes um, and just, you know, a lot of properties being overbid and, you know, just going in a few days. And um, so it's been, it's been nuts, but Annie, I, I know, I know you have some insight on that too. What are, what are you saying? Yeah, well, I would add on the investor side. Um, so through Good Egg Investments, we help these passive investors, people who want to invest in real estate, but don't want to deal with all the headaches of being a landlord. And so when the pandemic first started, um, funny, we had just released a deal like the week before all the shutdowns happened. <laughs> and all of a sudden people were like, ah, no, I cannot, I cannot put any money in. I got to hold on to all my cash. And all of our investors like stopped. They were like 
they were frozen with fear. They were, they were like, I can't, I can't move any money right now. I have to keep it all liquid just in case because nobody knew what was going to happen. And then as time went on, people got used to this concept and the shutdowns and everything. They realized that life was still going on and that people still need a place to live. And so slowly they started coming back and they were like, yeah, you know, we still want to invest. And then the, uh, the funny thing is that over the last year, we've seen this flood of new investors because a lot of people have gotten sort of a wake up call as they've seen the, the stock market go up and down and up and down. And they've realized, okay, I don't want any more of that. I want, like Julie was saying, a safe haven, um, a physical place, like a safe place that I can put my money where I understand it and um, it's lower risk. And so they, a lot of those stock market investors have divested and come over to real estate. So we've really seen an influx of new investors, both for Good Egg Investments, as well as for the companies that our mentors, our mentees, our students um, are growing as well. And I could see more of that uh, just with everything playing out right now, right? Like you mentioned, a lot of the stock investors, I don't think there's a lot of people particularly excited at the fact that, you know, if uh, a bunch of gamers want to go to war with Wall Street, <laughs> that their entire portfolio could blow up just because of that, right? It's so great to watch that happen. I mean, it's like people are banding together and it's like this thing going against the big guys. But then at the end of the day, I'm sure the hedge funds are looking down and being like, you think you can hurt us? No, you can't hurt us. We'll just sit here and just wait. You just have your fun. We'll be right over here when you're done. You know, and it's like, it's stuff like that. It's like people, you know, they think they're making a dent, but ultimately it's like the stock market is like this big thing, you know? Yeah. Usually when you go to war, the guy with the most bullets and ends up winning, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Indeed. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about mentorship today and the importance of that in both of your journeys, which is just quite incredible. It's played a massive role. Maybe you can speak to the role of mentorship and the role that it, that it played in uh, in your uh, journey. Yeah. I'll go first and talk a little bit about it because it was such a, for me, I, there's no, there's just no way that I would be sitting here um, where I am right now. Had I not made the decision, gosh, it was almost four years ago. It was, I think it was four years ago, um, almost five this at the end of this year uh, to hire a mentor. Um, when you're getting into a new space, one that you're unfamiliar with, you can either take the road alone and you can try to figure everything out on your own, make all the mistakes, which in and of themselves, the mistakes will be the lessons that you would learn. Um, but through that journey, either you're going to spend money on mentorship or you're going to spend money or lose money, I should say, on, you know, making mistakes that you could have otherwise avoided had you hired a mentor and, you know, followed somebody who had been there before. But all along since four years ago, I, I have been, I still have the same mentor and now we've hired many more mentors. Annie and I, I think what I have a men, I have like a mentor day, like Tuesday yeah. is my life coaching day. <laughs> and I talk with all my mentors on that day. I think we have three or four at this point, but mentorship has played such a key role in helping us to get to where we are today. And, you know, for anyone who, who doesn't know 
know us and doesn't know our story at this point, like as I mentioned, we've closed over 26 properties at this point over the last three years. Um, we've raised tens of millions, I think over $20, $20 million at this point. And we wouldn't have been able to do that if we didn't have people who had walked the walk before us to really guide us and show us you know, what, what goes into acquiring multifamily buildings, what happens when you, you know, sort of go out and talk with investors, what happens when you want to grow your business and scale and you don't know what to do, you know, and you, you don't know if you should hire a marketing person, hire a VA, you don't know if you should find a partner, all these different things that kind of come up along the way. Mentorship is really, for me, how I've been able to, you know, leverage the knowledge and the experience of other people so that I don't have to make those same mistakes and so that I can basically shorten the window. That's essentially all I really wanted to do. I didn't want it to take five or 10 or 15. I wasn't really looking to, you know, do go to school, so to speak, for another, you know, four years or whatnot and, you know, get my education that way. I really wanted to get it from, you know, talking with somebody who had been there before. And it's interesting because I think, and now, you know, don't don't quote me on this, but I believe that this is going to be the new way that people will learn in the future. And you're already kind of seeing this transition in the marketplace. You see, you know, on courses at every turn of the corner, there's a course for everything. You want to learn how to, you know, make money out of selling potatoes. I guarantee you there's a course online <laughs> that'll teach you how to do that for like 65 bucks. Um, but I think that what's going to happen is the old way of like college and education is not going to be the way that our, you know, like our children will, you know, make the money in the future. I think that entrepreneurship is on the rise. I think that these online mentorships and courses are the new teachers, so to speak. Um, and I think that that's, it's the new kind of direction. I think we're on the cusp of that new sort of way of, of learning. And um, it's been, it's been so much fun for us. We have our own mentorship program um, and we also get mentored, as I mentioned, and it's so much fun for us to be able to help our clients and watch them grow and find success. Um, but certainly we wouldn't have been able to do it without, without our mentors. So anyway, that was a, my long answer to your, your quick question. But Annie, you want to stack on that too? Sure. Here's where the rubber meets the road for me is when we were investing in, my husband and I were investing in um, small multifamily ourselves, duplexes, you know. I swear the first couple, we were just like back in the napkin, like, okay, so here's the purchase price. Here's what we think we can rent the second unit out for. Here's the mortgage. Okay. Does that, yeah, that's, that's about close. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. And this is still how she underwrites yeah, deals. That's true. Actually, now, so. actually, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but uh, we, it was fine because it was our own money. Right. And it was like, if we lose a little, that's okay because you still get a place to live and we believe in this property. This is our personal project. Right. But when we started getting into syndication, where we said, okay, now we're going to start taking other people's money, all of a sudden it became really real because I can lose my money all day long. It's painful, sure, but I don't feel too, I mean, I learned from it. Right. But when I'm losing other people's money, oh no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't show my face in public anymore. Right. Like that's my yeah. whole reputation goes out the window. And yeah. so this was even before Julie and I, so she had a mentor and I separately got a mentor. I naively thought like, oh, I've done a four unit deal. 
I can do like a 40 unit. I just need like a few pointers, you know, just I could do it all. Right. I think every syndicator starts out that way. Like I could do it. I could do it all. I have friends and family with money. I can, I can talk to brokers. I could do some simple underwriting. It's not a big deal. I can do it all. Right. But then once you get in there and you get to those deals that like Julie was talking about has 37 offers on the table, you really, you got to run a tight ship. You got to know that you've got the money to close. You got it. Sometimes you got like 500,000, 600,000, a million dollars going hard on day one, meaning like you're not going to get that money back. You better be pretty certain that you're going to be able to close on that deal and make money for your investors. And so I think same for me is those mentors made all the difference because I'd much rather have somebody guiding me and showing me the mistakes that they made and learn from those rather than have my investors pay for me to learn. Yeah. And I just want to add too that there's different ways that you can get mentored. Cause I think some people think, Oh, well, the only way I can go get mentored is to drop $25,000 on a mentor, super expensive. And that's the only way. Well, back when, before I really got serious about this business and I was kind of testing the waters and seeing if it was something I wanted to deep dive into. One of the ways that I got my education and my quote mentorship was by listening to podcasts such as this one. And it was, you know, surrounding myself with people who, you know, through these podcasts with people who were doing what I wanted to do and hearing their stories and hearing, well, if you were doing this, here's what I would do, or here are the mistakes that I made along my journey. And you get that from shows like this, you get that from other podcasts. Nowadays, there's so much information, even on our website, you want to learn about syndication, go to goodegginvestments.com. That's a little plug right there, but I'll plug it. But you know, you go there and there's so much, there's video content, there's blog content, Four years ago, when I first got into this space, there was hardly any information anywhere on what a syndication was, how did it work, who were the players and all those kinds of things. But so I just want to clarify that because I know when when I was first getting into the space, I had that misunderstanding too, that, hey, mentorship means you have to drop $50,000 or $25,000. And that's just not the case. There's so many different ways to to be mentored. Listening to podcasts is one. Going to meetups. Networking is another huge one. Even if they're not officially your mentor, you know, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with, right? And so the more that you can surround yourself with people who are doing what you're doing, inevitably, you're going to get there too. So I just wanted to kind of add that in there because I think it's important for other people to to hear when they're considering getting a mentor. That's great. No, I really appreciate it. There's a lot of great points here. So one of the things that you said, Julie, is like, we're going to go, we're learning, going to learn different, right? And I I almost, you know, I, I said the other day, just from reading a lot of history and studying a lot of folks, is like we're basically going full circle. Because if you look at, you know, even the founding fathers in the United States, let's pick one, Benjamin Franklin. I mean, he would, you know, he didn't go to college to become a printer. He found a printer, became an apprentice, learned everything that he could, had a mentor learned the skills and eventually opened up his own printing shop and then uh, moved on from there. So it's almost like we're going back to how it used to be, right? Where you would, you would want to do something, find someone that was doing, doing it already and become an apprentice to that person, learn from them, and then eventually do it yourself. You know, once you graduate uh, from being an apprentice. So that's a very, very powerful thing. I think that you mentioned right there, we are totally 
we are totally going to learn and uh, do things very, very different than what we've been doing that the, the last hundred years. You know, just in the fourth industrial revolution, I don't even think that schools or colleges could keep, they cannot keep up with the, the pace of, of change um, that we'll see and that we're seeing right now. Um, it's only going to get quicker and faster. Wait till you throw in, you know, 5G and uh, AI and 3D printing, robotics. I mean, all this crazy stuff that's that's happening right now. I mean, these are not things that that are going to be taught in schools and colleges for a while. And the other things that uh, that you guys mentioned too made me think of a quote. And everybody that follows me or listens to my show, no, I'm great at butchering quotes. That's a, that's a specialty of mine, a skill. It's an, a, a learned skill set too. But um, essentially, Charlie Munger uh, had, a, had, a, had a quote where he essentially said that if you know where you were going to die, just don't go there. Or if you relate that to life, it's like, well, if you know that this is where people are making all the mistakes and that's the booby traps and you know, the place is not to go, then just don't go there. And that's what a mentor can do as well. They can basically share with you, hey, don't do this. I tried that. Don't do that. Don't do this with tenants. Don't underwrite a deal like that. Um, some shortcuts, and that's going to cut down your learning time. Uh, I just see this, I mean, the success story that we have right here, uh, what you've been able to achieve. I mean, it's the results that could take someone 10, 15, 20 years, uh, you've basically done it in, in, in less than three years, right? And that's because of the, the power of mentors, right? Absolutely. And I just think that there's, you know, it's funny because as we're talking about this, I think one other thing that's going to change or could change, again, don't quote me on it, but I think another thing that could change in the future is that people will get an education in a particular field and they'll go to they'll go to school for that or they'll watch a course or learn about it and they'll practice this for i don't know maybe 5 or 10 years maybe 15 years and then they'll stop that they'll take a little sabbatical and they'll stop working for a few years and then they'll go get educated about a new topic and go out there and practice it for another 5 10 or 15 years and it'll become like this little cycle that people go through whereas before we only ever did that one time you go out you go to college you work 30 five years and you retire and that's it. But I almost see these, these little, I heard it on a podcast once and I completely agree with that. I think that's, what's going to start to happen is people are going to go through these little, these little cycles where they get educated through these online courses and school will not be held the same value. You can see it happening already today. And um, I know we already talked about that, but I just think that that's so much of, of the future is, you know, when you think about spending, I mean, an Ivy league education and today and today, or actually not today, I don't know what it is today, but when my kids are going to college in 10 years, you're talking three, $400,000 for that education that they're going to be burdened with in terms of debt to get out of school, to get a, like a $60,000 a year job, or I guess in the future with inflation, it'll be a little bit more than that, but um, it's just crazy. So I think mentorship is kind of the new way that people are um, starting to get educated about things. So to your point, they're going to look at this and go, wait a second, I'm going to take on how much student loans? Uh, or debt to be on the other side of a compound interest equation and I'm going to learn what? Like, what is this going to help me do again? Like, please make the case for it. But what, what are you selling me? 
you know, a good time. I could do that at home. (laughs) (laughs) And we're already starting to see this shift happening. I mean, we talk with a lot of investors and one of our big uh, missions is to help them live a life by design, whatever that means for them, but to not just live by default and whatever you studied, you just do that. You heads down, you're in the cubicle for the rest of your life, but really look up and think about what is it that I love to do? And if money were no object, what would I do with my time? And we challenge our investors um, and our audience to really think about that. And I think a lot of people are at that point where they're like, oh my gosh, I've woken up. It feels like they've woken up, right? They're like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for the last 30 years. I don't really enjoy this. I want to do something else. And just like Julie was talking about, they they may take a course, they may find a mentor and they're starting to shift, right? And so that we're seeing this pop up all over the place, which is all the more reason why cash flow and why passive income is so important for this generation, for the next generation and on, because that gives you the flexibility to really decide, okay, well, I don't depend on my job. I can go do whatever job. And I know that this passive income will support me. And that that, that point that Annie's making has never been more true since we got into this space than the time that we are living in today. And Annie and I are, uh, you know, blessed that we happened to fall into this before all of this pandemic stuff happened, because, you know, three years ago, we made the decision to leave our jobs. And, you know, over that time built up, continued to build up our rental portfolios, investing in syndications, so that preparing for a day like this, like if God forbid something was to happen to me and I couldn't provide for my family or I was lost my job or you know wasn't able to work for whatever reason that my family would still have money coming in to be able to support them feed them put money on the table allow them to do fun stuff you know continue to grow our wealth all of that stuff but that point has never been more important than than this what's happening right now you know in the world and so um, it's it's just the work we do is so important, not only for for us at Good Egg, but also through our mentorship program and helping other people learn how to do what we do because through them, we get to impact more lives that way. So it's been it's been such a blessing to be able to do that. No, it's powerful stuff. And, and when you teach someone to fish and they can fish for themselves, especially in, in relating to this is generate income and uh, leverage passive income coming in regardless of the economy, Uh, regardless of the fights politicians are having in a different part of the country, regardless of any of that stuff, you're not beholden to anyone else because you have that skill set. And you guys are definitely teaching other people how to fish. And these days, uh, people not only want you to catch the fish for them, but they want you to basically clean it, (laughs) slice it, cook it, and serve it on a a dish with, you know, (laughs) <laughs> a warm a warm hot plate so it it's definitely a skill that that's going to be needed especially if you want to live by a, a life by design and live a life intentionally you've already mentioned a number of ways to find mentors right youtube other video channels uh, networking online podcasts there's different ways uh, uh ways to find it once you found maybe comment on that and once you found a mentor, what should a good mentorship 
program look like? What is the expectations? Because there's two sides of this. What is an ideal situation and a, and a program? Well, I think there is no best fit that will fit everybody, right? It's just like when we talk with our investors, the first question we ask, they always want to see the deal, right? We always say, well, before we look at a deal, let's talk about your life first and your goals and why you want to invest. And then we'll help you find the right fit for you. And when it comes to mentorships, it's the same exact thing is, you know, there's not going to be one mentor that's going to be best suited for everybody out there. And so for the listeners out there, if you're thinking about getting a mentor, I would start first by just thinking about you and your goals and your vision for the business that you may want to build or the skills that you want to acquire and think about you know, where you where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. And then with that knowledge, then go out and find, okay, well, who are those mentors who really excel in the areas that I'm weak in? So for example, like, if you're really like, let's say you're an engineer and you want to get into real estate, well, you might have a lot of analytical experience and data experience. So you might be, you might be able to learn underwriting sort of just on the side, reading some books, listening to podcasts, watching some tutorials, but you may not have a strong network and you may need to go out and figure out how to raise capital and build a network, build a brand. Maybe you don't have any design experience or content creation experience. And so you really are looking for a mentor to guide you in that respect or vice versa. So I would recommend just starting there first is figuring out who, who you are and where you want to go and then finding a mentor to fit. Yeah. And I would just add to that. I think the biggest thing for me is find somebody who's going to be available for you because I know that there's a lot of courses and mentorship programs out there where they just throw some videos together and they call it a mentorship program, but you never have access to talk to the person. I signed up for one of those. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was always such a big thing for me. I always wanted to be able to text that person or call that person at the drop of a dime. And all of my mentors, I'm able to do that. If I have a one-off question or something I need a response by pretty quickly by email or whatever, I can just shoot an email off and get a response usually within half an hour. Um, So I would say that's one huge thing is find somebody who's available. Um, I'd say another thing is track record. You know, don't work with somebody who doesn't know, isn't doing what you want to do. So if you want to learn how to buy apartments, don't get mentored by somebody who isn't presently buying apartments, because while they may have bought apartments, you know, five years ago, obviously the landscape is always changing and things are always changing. And so you want somebody who's going to be able to advise you and mentor you, um, you know, while they're keeping up with the times and knowing what's happening in the space and who to work with and kind of the trends and things like that. So those would be my top two things as, you know, really look for somebody who's available and look for somebody who's got a track record, who's doing what you want to do. Um, but I love what Annie said too about, you know, make sure that they bring a, a skill set or bring something to the table that's different than what you already know. So for example, if you want to buy apartments, but you already really know about how to buy apartments on like, let's say the underwriting side, um, but you don't know about the money raising side, Find, find a mentor who knows about the money raising side, right? And who, who really, because you already kind of know about the underwriting side. So really find somebody who um, sort of offsets, you know, your, your weaknesses and you bring them to the table as a partner in your business. And that's the way we look at things is we look at our coaching clients as really our, as partners. And that's the way I approach all of my coaching clients. Our calls that we have is 
What do we need to do today to grow your business and scale your business? What are we going to do today, tomorrow, a month from now, a week from now, next, you know, next quarter? What are, where do we want to find ourselves and what are the things that we need to do? So I think also just really looking for somebody who looks at it like that. And all of my mentors absolutely do, you know, they're in our corner. They're, you know, always looking at things as our success, not just, it's just your success or the coaching client success. It's really our success and what do we need to do? So finding somebody who really takes that ownership of, hey, this is a partnership, right? Like we're getting in this into this together to help you grow your business. And so I think that that would be kind of the, the last thing I would say. I was going to ask real quick about your mentors. I'm sure you've had some great mentors along the way too. And I'm sure you mentor people now. So tell us a little bit about your experience. <laughs> you know, it's the same, it's the same thing. Like, I think that first, you know, first, just from like, speaking from my experience is that you have to figure out where you are, you know, do an inventory as I call it. And I, and you have to do those regularly, like do an inventory, figure out what skill sets you have, uh, what assets you currently have available. And then you have to figure out, okay, well, this is where, what I, this is where I'm at. This is what I have. This is what I'm good at, but I want to go there. So what do I need to go there? And then there's a number of ways you can do that. You can either partner with someone that already has that other strength and skill set. And now you're stacking, you know, stacking skills, which now you become really powerful uh, and dangerous, or you add another skill set and then partner with someone that maybe, maybe you need two or three, you only add one and you partner with someone that has the other two. And now you're, you know, between, between you and the partner, now all of a sudden there's four or five different types of skill sets, and now you're really dangerous. So doing that, and then I would find mentors to teach me in the areas in which I want to learn and grow. So, for example, right now, um, there's a mentor that I, that I have um, that's big into the into the cryptocurrency world, but essentially not just the money side of it, but building uh, infrastructure. So he's a very early investor in infrastructure of supporting businesses for this, which the the way that that ecosystem is developing, that's where it's all headed. And he's already, I mean, he was one of the uh, the early investors in in one of the biggest exchanges, Coinbase, Kraken's, ban- you know, uh, into cryptocurrency banks, uh, essentially decentralized finance, which is kind of crypto finance, which they have loans and so forth. So it's very interesting to learn that directly from you know someone that I consider to be one of the OGs, you know, the original gangsters in the space, um, and being on group coaching calls and and so forth and seeing how that that's all playing out. So again, I did the, I did the same thing that everybody else was doing. I wanted to learn more about that space. I wanted to learn more about the utility value of that technology and then also the businesses in that. So I found one of the people that were the best in the business. I watched all of his YouTube videos. <laughs> I can, I consumed it, listened to all of his interviews, his podcasts. He's been on a number of, uh, uh, TV programs. And then I signed up for his mentorship program as soon as it became available. Um, and I've been in that uh, program this year. So, you know, I, I guess I, the same thing that we, that we talked about here and I've access to him on a, on a call. There's some content put together, some great educational content and then homework and then so forth. And yeah, I think those are, those are great. And then, you know, there's other folks that are mentors too. That even though they don't, might not even consider that they're mentors of mine. They are, 
just because I always pick up something from them in conversations and, you know, they, they are very, very far ahead of where I want to be. So I always look and um, see uh, the path that they've laid out and try to learn uh, things from them that they've done along the way. And you know, what's funny and folks, folks that are listening to this will probably like get a chuckle, but they all had the same issues that you had at that stage because they had to go through it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to find someone to get them through that, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But no, it's very powerful stuff. And I think the programs too, like I would say to folks, start with, you know, just using my own, my latest example, start with the content that's already available and learn everything that you can because people these days are very giving with information and knowledge, you know, and share just as you are on the show, sharing with our listeners and our viewers, uh, you know, a lot of different things that you would learn. Um, so you can pick up a lot learning from uh, just podcasts and videos and, and, and content and so forth. And then look at all the other stuff that you have or that they have available. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, that one, one good approach is to leverage all the free information that's out there. Cause there's tons leverage all of that first, do what you did, watch all the YouTube videos, you know, watch all, read all the blog posts, do all that stuff. And if at the end of that, you feel like, yes, this is something I really want to do. And I really want to get more serious about it. I want to take it to the next level. That that's when you consider making an investment to hire a mentor. And that's when, when you're ready to go and you're ready to, to, you know, grow your business or do whatever it is you want to, to get out of that mentorship. That's the point at which you do it. What I don't recommend is like, Hmm, I think I want to do this. It sounds like it's something that's interesting. Let me go pay, you know, $25,000 to somebody to find out whether I want to do it or not. Like, that's not what you want to do. You, by the time you're hiring a mentor and making that investment, you should know with as much certainty as you possibly could know um, at that point that this is something you definitely want to do and you're willing to make that investment in your future. So, yeah. And it really is an investment because, you know, every mentor that we've invested in has paid us back tenfold, twentyfold, so much more than we originally invested. I remember that first course that I signed up for, it seemed like a huge monumental number to me. It was $5,000. I was like, oh my gosh, I've never spent $5,000 on a class before. And that's how I viewed it. I was like, I've, I'm spending money. And to me, spending $5,000 was a lot, but I didn't have the mindset shift to think, okay, this is actually an investment in the hugest asset that I have, which is myself. And so once I realized that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm investing in myself, my own skill set, my future. And from that original investment and the subsequent investments we made in multiple mentors, I mean, it's paid us back so many more times than what we originally invested. Absolutely. And, and it's the same thing with folks that are helping you. That's part of your team, right? Your wealth team. I look at that the same with the uh, tax person or the estate planning person there. It's all investments. It's not because there's a multiple of return and, and monetary or value or sleep well at night when it comes to legal matters and so forth. There are there there's a there's a value to all of that. So you're investing into something that is 
is is is paying you back, right? Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah. I think that goes true also for when you're looking at if anyone out there is looking at trying to grow your business, scale your business somehow, and you're like a one man shop and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I just have so much to do, you know, hire somebody. Like that was one of the biggest game changers for us in our business. And I still remember I was so reluctant to do that. And Annie just was like, no, 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 we need to do this. I'm like, we can't afford to do this. Like, this isn't the right time. It's not maybe not the right person. I don't know. And hiring that person was probably one of the best things that we ever did for our business. It allowed us to really focus on the things that mattered the most. And so always thinking about how you can leverage the the skill sets and the knowledge of other people to be able to grow yourself, I think, and invest. Investing in our company is what we did um, there. But uh, but yeah, it was a great decision. Absolutely. Now, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always learning and studying. What are you studying right now? Oh my gosh. I cannot even begin to tell you. I'm on this, uh, since the pandemic happened, I've been on this like quest. It's sort of woken me up in a way. So first I started with, um, we realized we wanted to homeschool our kids and to pursue something called unschooling, which is where you don't have a set curriculum. You just follow the kids' interests. And it's been fantastic. I I mean, right before this podcast, um, I was just, I was at the kitchen table with my older son. We were doing um, we listed out all of the superheroes and all the supervillains that he knows, like pages worth. And then we pitted them against each other, like, you know, uh, I don't know, like Superman versus Darth Vader, like who would win in that case? And we did like a tournament style and just like following their interests, but helping them to develop those same real world skills just in, in the way that they're interested in. So that was my first wake up call was, oh, there's a whole new way to do schooling that I never, I was so closed off to before. And then from that, I've sort of gone on this like spiritual journey, learning about mindset and consciousness and trying to raise my level of consciousness, being a more conscious person, business owner, all of that. And so that's what I'm like devouring books on the topic right now. So that's what I'm super into right now. Yeah. And Annie and I are both kind of into that. Um, Mm -hmm. A couple of months ago, we attended um, Tony Robbins' Date with Destiny and it was I mean, talk about, he always says life will never be the same, like after all of his events, you know, but talk about, wow, life will never be the same. Date with Destiny was an event that I will probably never forget for the rest of my life. And that is something that I've been really focused on over this last year. I have three young kids at home um, who for a good part of this pandemic have been home with me while I'm trying to run and grow my business. And so having the right mindset and attitude of gratitude, having appreciation, having um, a mindset of abundance rather than scarcity, like all of these things are the things that are going to help you grow not only your, you know, your personal financial wealth, but also those of other people. And when you're able to add value for other people, that's how you make money. And so that's been such a focus for me too, um, over this last year is mindset and how can, like Annie said, how can I take myself from where I'm at? Most people operate here every day in terms of, you know, where they're at. And I want to be able to operate up here, which is much higher than where the average person operates on a day-to-day basis. But that takes a lot of work, right? And so we've been doing a ton of reading. Um, we did an episode on our podcast, The Life and Money Show, where we talked about our experiences at Day with Destiny and all the wonderful tools that we took away from that that have enabled us to um, grow our business through this pandemic. 
have been able, um, you know, allowed us to do the fun things that like Annie's doing with homeschooling to be in the right place to make those kinds of decisions has been um, so impactful, I think, for us throughout 2020. And now carrying into 2021, it's been a phenomenal January for our business already. Um, and I'm so excited for the rest of the year. A lot of that I know has come from the mindset work that we've been doing over the last year. Fantastic. No, I really appreciate it. And I've heard uh, too, the life will never be this, uh, the same after that. And life will never be the same uh, in the coming years. And it's either going to be the best time ever. Because, you know, like I said, too, from my point of view, I don't think there's ever been a more exciting time to be alive. Uh, the changes that we are undergoing now globally, if you can see what's coming and position yourself in your business and your community, you could be on the right side of this. Um, and it's going to be a time that uh, you're, you're never, ever going to forget, right? That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Where can uh, viewers and listeners reach out to you? Where can they follow you? And where can they stay informed of all the many projects, as well as the mentorship program that you have? The best place to go is our website, goodegginvestments.com. There you'll find all the resources. If you're a passive investor, we've got our blogs, our videos, our podcast there. And if you're curious about our mentorship program, just click the uh, work with us uh, tab and you'll find all the information there. Yeah. And if anybody out there wants to reach out to me, I'm a friendly person. I like to give back. I used to listen to MC's show way back four years ago when I was still commuting every day to work um, and learned so much from this show. And I'm I'm sure I reached out to a few people on the show as a newbie and was just like, hey, I don't know what I'm really calling for, but you want to talk? And those people were kind enough to give me five minutes of their time. So if anyone out there wants to chat and connect and talk about anything we talked about here on the show, um, you can shoot me an email. I'm at julie at goodegginvestments.com. And her Fantastic. phone number, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show again. It was a blast having you both on and just providing so much value for my listeners and my viewers out there. Absolutely. You're fantastic, MC. You're doing so much great work for all your listeners, and we are yeah. so honored to be here. Thank you. thank you. And thank you listening and watching and spending your most valuable resource, your time with us on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. Check out all of our past shows at cashflowninja.com. And uh, please give us a like, please give us a share so that more people can find out what we're doing here. Also, if you're enjoying this on iTunes or on Spotify, please hit the subscribe button. Please give us a rating and a review. Much appreciated. That's how the algorithms work. I didn't make that up. <laughs> That'll uh, help more people find out uh, about what we're doing here. Until next time, live infinitely. presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation 
situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.